Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another amazing episode of Just Browsing. Matthew, along with Zach today, and the Just Brackets podcast is bringing you a... Uh, it's considered the greatest runs of all time, brought to us by Barstool Sports. Um, and it's just a mix of... It looks like it's more a mix of athletes and then celebrities. I'll put it that way. That'd be, yeah. you know, pop yeah. stars, actors, actresses. Um, but it's just the greatest run of all times. And it's from the 80s to present, I guess, would be the most recent. So, yeah, welcome to another episode of the Just Brackets podcast, and this will be a, a fun one. I'll try and link this to our uh, Podbean page so people can follow along, because it's a pretty fun one. Yeah, um, yeah, this is, um, you know, like Matt said, another episode of Just Brackets, although this is not a bracket that we ourselves built. So, true listeners of the Just Browsing podcast will know that when we first started this uh, podcast... One of our very first episodes, in fact, I think the very first episode was called Pick Two Any Two. Yep. And it came from one of these barstool brackets that they, or maybe not a bracket that time, but like a little game that they posted. It, yeah. And they're really good at, if you follow Barstool Sports on Instagram, their main Instagram page, they're really good at posting these, because, you know, they have like a bazillion podcasts, it seems like. They're really good at posting these things that are good at starting conversations right. and really good for podcasts to debate. You know, you get several people talking about it. So one of the recent ones that I found and I sent to the guys and, and Matt and I decided to do on the podcast is, is like Matt said, it's just basically called Greatest Runs of All Time. And like he said, it, it basically has a mixture of like musicians, actors, directors, athletes, um, and even a gaming console here and there. Um, and it's basically pretty much entertainment. It's yeah, just, it's basically a list of I don't know how they landed on these. I'm sure there are other examples of awesome runs that people have gone on in in you know various careers throughout history that aren't on this list. But this is what they threw together. And just looking at it, the first thing I thought of was you know what I'm not gonna even pick an answer until we debate this on the podcast because I got to do some research for some of this stuff. So I mean, and and that's the thing too is it's like. Greatest runs of all time. I mean, of course, in sports history, you got to say Michael Jordan, like six and zero, or Kobe Bryant, who has five rings. Like, of course, those kind of people like pop in your head. But this is like you got to compare an athlete to uh, a movie star, and then yeah. you got to like, okay, you know, it, it, some people will be like, okay, well, that like maybe people will look at him and be like, Michael Jordan's only worth ten million, and this person's worth fifteen million, so they had the the better run. But it's like, no, 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 no. What was more valuable for this? Yeah. run in my and well, that's the way I kind of went about filling okay. my bracket out was going what what had a bigger impact on me or what yeah. do I think had a bigger impact on like things I'm more interested in yeah well and I think to kind of level set a little bit before we get started you know to kind of define it for people who are listening who maybe don't have the bracket in front of them to me, when I hear something like greatest runs of all time, to me, a run is like, you know, for example, one of the ones on here is Will Ferrell between the years of 2001 and 2010. So to me, when I see that without having the list in front of me, I'm in my head going, oh, they must be talking about Will Ferrell had a stretch of nine years where he was just cranking out nothing but comedy bangers, like nothing but right. great movies. He's on SNL. He's in commercials. He's just at the peak of his powers, and he's on an incredible run. For an athlete, you know, it would be a string of years where maybe they're racking up MVPs, championships, whatever it may be, all-star game appearances. It's just a whatever is like 
the best accomplishment in your field, if you cranked out a bunch of those in a right. row consecutively, that to me is what I'm thinking of when I'm thinking, oh, greatest run, right? Is that kind of how you were looking at it? Yeah, it, it's more of like, hey, not from, you know, the Nuggets have had the greatest run of the NBA franchise. It's like, well, no, because it took 47 years <laughs> right, for right, us to right. win our first title. That's not a yeah. great run. Yeah. Like, we've had a good year. So it's it's got to be, you know, you've had to have success – very either, consecutively, either multiple times in yeah. in one year or or a string or of years, a string yeah. of years where you've had this success yeah. that you're kind of like yeah. you shouldn't necessarily be having. Well, like a perfect one that's not on here that I just thought of off the top of my head would be like the New England Patriots between the years of 2000 and 2005. They won like they won three Super I Bowls, I think, three. and maybe went to four or something like that. Like that's a really great run in a five year time span for an NFL team. So. Shit like that. I mean, that one's right. not on here, obviously, but like that is a run. You know, you can't have like some franchise that maybe won a championship in three different decades or whatever. Well, those aren't really strung together, right. so that's not a great run necessarily. You know what I mean? It's like the, there's a decent franchise, but right. at the end of the right. day, like you can't be like, hey, over the last 40 years, we've been a great franchise. Yeah. Because then you sit there and you go, well, the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Steelers, yeah. and the Patriots are like the greatest NFL franchises of all time. And it's like, well, I mean, to a certain extent, of course they are, but yeah. To if other you talk about points, total like, titles, yeah, not really. Like the Broncos run in the you know in the late nineties. Late nineties was, was a nice was little a run, great yeah. run, two back to back Super Bowl yeah. champs. Like that's a great run, yeah. Like hundred percent. But at the end of the day, if your history's eighty years, two years shouldn't define a, a right. run as far as you know. What's another one goes. that just popped into my head, sports wise? That's not on here is UCLA in like the sixties and seventies because the they Celtics win? and the Lakers or the Celtics when they yeah. won like fifteen in a row yeah. each. Because I'm pretty sure, and I don't have it in front of me. I could look it up because I, I got my laptop here. But I'm pretty sure that UCLA won the college basketball national title like eight out of ten years or some shit, and like seven in a I, row or something. I, I don't think know. Think they won it all until like I think it was um, Glory Road, the Texas Southern. Yeah, um, yeah, I think they they beat Kentucky, I believe, in the championship game. But I think that was like a year. That, that was the year like, where it stopped like, for like, yeah. Not finally, UCLA. someone that's not UCLA. Yeah. yeah. So talk about like sports runs. We could probably put a whole bracket together of just sports runs and have that be a whole I mean, discussion. You could, you could put Kentucky is the greatest college basketball program of the last ten years. Yeah. As far as the regular season goes. But like college basketball, you can't be like they had the greatest run ever. It's like well, yeah. not really. They no one wins back to backs. Like right. I mean, Florida basketball and Florida football. Florida had a nice you little run there. Have you? That's there a great for, run for those. Yeah. What was it like? Oh four, oh five. Yeah, it was like oh oh four to like oh seven. I want to say they yeah. won like two. Was it two basketball national titles and, and a football fo- national football, title? Right? Was it two football? I thought it was two football. Maybe uh, maybe it was just one football and they won a big bowl game. Either way, that's insane. They, yeah, it was it was like the. Imagine if you were year. at you were a Florida University student during that time for just going to games and watching. Like great fucking time to be a oh, sports yeah. fan at, at Florida. Um, so so anyway, that's kind of what we mean when we're talking about greatest runs. So what I did. So Matt and I are going to go through and kind of debate who we're picking on each matchup, and we'll we'll read the matchups as they come on. Um, I have just basically for every person or thing. That's listed here. I just did some quick Googling and I got got on IMDb for like the directors and the actors and I just jotted down some notes so that we can kind of have it in front of us when we're saying, okay, what's the run that Will Ferrell went on? You know, I have I have my winning people's notes up because that's all that matters. Okay. So I have I have everyone and I have notes for everyone. So do you want to just start 
top left bracket and do the first matchup and just debate yeah. it real quick. So it's so it's a sixteen <clears throat> team bracket, so right, sixteen right. person bracket. Um, so not so quite as big not, as not our usual big. just brackets. Um, first matchup would be. And I don't know how they came up with the seeding. Um, yeah. I'm not even going to say the seeding. It'll just go through the matchups because seeding doesn't matter. Right. Uh, Michael Jordan in the 90s or Megan Fox from 2004 to 2009. Right. Uh, I went with Michael Jordan yeah. in the 90s just because – and, of course – since we talk about the greatest basketball players of all time, then your phone listens and everything you, that comes up on your recommendations is like all sorts of videos. Michael Jordan has done things that no one else has ever done. There's five players in NBA history to be a uh, scoring leader. Um, maybe no, maybe it's three. It's like scoring leader, first team, all defense, NBA defensive player of the year, um, like lead and steals, finals MVP, MVP or whatever. I, I'm sure I'm messing those up. And champion probably and, is, yeah. Right. And it's Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, and Michael Jordan. Jesus. So the more I like see that stuff, and we never got to see prime Jordan player. If we did, yeah. we had no clue what was going on. But the guy's literally done things to where you're like, he truly is the GOAT. If you look – Stats don't mean thing anything to me. Accolades mean shit to me. And his accolades trump everyone in the fucking NBA. So it's pretty remarkable. His run in that Bulls team, I mean, you could argue that they're the greatest sports franchise of all time as far as like certain times go. Not to mention the dude literally retired from pro basketball to focus on baseball and then came back and won three in a and row. And won another three peat. Yeah. Like that's insane. It's so insane. Who else could do that? So, this one was a no-brainer to me. It's Michael Jordan over Megan Fox. Let me just read you I a mean, couple things here. Megan Fox, though, in Transformers, I mean, when we were growing up, though, that was like... <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, that was so, like the pinnacle right. of like I'll get to Megan Fox here in a second. So, all, on top of all the stuff that you were just saying about MJ, I mean, the, the one and only thing that you have to list off is widely considered to be the greatest of all time in his sport. I mean, that really yeah. could be just the one sentence note and it's like we know we know all we need to know about the guy but i was looking up i was trying to stay for all of these notes for what they had because they had a specific year set right or maybe a decade for when the run happened so i tried to look at just his stats in the 90s and i excluded because he did come into the league in 84 i believe or maybe it was 86 i think it was 85 somewhere in there because he's a rookie right around in there so he does have a few years in the tail end of the 80s and then obviously he plays into the 2000s a little bit in the early 2000s with like the Wizards and stuff but just during the 90s so like basically his prime years excluding obviously two random years where he went ran off and played, played baseball yeah minor league baseball just during that decade he won 6 NBA titles he was a 7-time all-star he was a 4-time regular season MVP 6-time finals MVP and he led the league 6 times in both total points scored and points per game i mean Right, that's so about as good of a decade as you could possibly have right. as an NBA player. I what, mean, what more do you want from a player? And that's just—I could have listed more stuff. That was just the stuff that stuck out to me. I went to BasketballReference.com and I was just like, yep. "Oh my god, this is insane!" So Megan Fox, between 2004 and 2009, and for those of you who don't know, Megan Fox is an actress. She's been around for quite a while. Just go watch Transformers; you'll understand. Right? Yeah, watch the the first couple Transformers movies. Obviously, they picked 04 to 09. That's probably when she was at like the peak of her popularity and mm-hmm. powers. 
Um, she was in and just just movie what movie and TV wise. Here's what I found on IMDb. She was in Transformers. She was in Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. She was in Jennifer's Body, which I actually haven't seen, but I heard a lot of people like. Actually, I think I've actually seen that one. Yeah, I, I, I've heard it's good. I haven't ever seen it. Um, and then a couple of TV shows. Well, actually, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen is a movie, and then she was in a few episodes of Two and a Half Men, I think. So that's like kind of the highlights of her IMDb between those years. Now, obviously, the two Transformers movies I was say, are I think the, the two peak. Transformers are like that's, that's the Megan Fox because those those movies. You know, I think you were just about to say it for Matt and I's generation being in middle school going into high school during that time those transformers movies were everywhere they were really big in pop culture and megan fox was like the hottest person yep. on the planet and to every like guy a wanted guy. a girl to yeah. open up their fucking camaro's hood yes. and be looking <clears throat> in it and ah oh. so right around that time I, I get why they put her on here but so i was telling taya this and it, i would be curious to have someone on who pays more attention to the, like the outside of the movies aspect of it because i think some of this stuff you know there are celebrities who exist as like a pop culture and social icon and i think probably whoever threw this bracket together is probably counting some of that stuff with megan fox but i don't know a lot of the details about like who she was dating and what she was doing and you know like there might be some stuff that they were bringing up of like oh she was the most popular social media star or whatever like i don't know I'm just looking but, at her IMDb in terms of her career as an actress. And really, you take out those two Avengers movies, and that's not very impressive. But if you think about... It's a, fine, like but if, it's not very impressive. If you go back to our definition of a run, you've got to sit there and go, you had to have a stellar, like, what puts, what puts you into right. the conversation of the most followers on yeah. Instagram or whatever, or the most likes, right? right? What puts you there? Now it's like... If you weren't in Transformers and you never had like the role that kind of portrayed you as this, you know, sexy badass, you know, yeah. woman, a lot of us would be like, I don't know who Megan Fox is. Well, because so listen to this. Been here. You take the two Transformers movies out. It's Jennifer's Body, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, Two and a Half Men. Right. I mean, no one. That's gonna- not. I mean, Jennifer's Body is probably the most popular movie out of that whole list. If outside of Transformers, and it's not even really that popular, right. <laughs> it's right. kind so, of a more of an underground. Like, oh yeah, it's a uh, it's underrated. You should check it out. Right. But like, I don't know. To me, that that's just not. And it, especially comparing it to MJ, where you're just like, oh my god, this guy's at the top of his fucking game. He he's doing everything you can right. possibly she's, do she's, in she's his field no for a whole the decade. Greatest actress of all time. Right. She might right. be the greatest actress to exist in Transformers <laughs> and for, you know, like She's our honestly, generation that grew up, we went through our phase yeah. of Megan Fox as the yeah. most amazing human being in the world. Well, and it's worth noting too. I, I don't know. I could look up when the third one, dark of the moon came out. It must've been past Oh nine, but she got replaced. She got fired from that movie and replaced with a different actress so because th- she was so notoriously difficult to deal with. Yeah. I also heard that there's the other things that happened that pushed her away. Like with okay. the director, there was like uh, allegations that were thrown around oh, really? and stuff. Because okay. she was like really good friends with Shia LaBeouf. Mm. I think they still are. Because the narrative that I remember hearing is that she just became really famous and she thought her shit didn't stink and she was difficult to work with and so they were like 
fuck it, then we're firing you and we're, we're going to place you with some other hot chick because right. it doesn't matter. Who did a great job no in one's, her role, too. Right, yeah. No one's here to really to watch you be hot. They're here to watch Transformers blow things up. We don't right. really give a shit. Well, you, you know? be hot on the side. Yeah, that also yeah. keeps people. You like, show up hot and sweaty with like your tits kind of out right. every once in a while. Right, and you that's, show up that's like that on the really movie posters. You, you sell the tickets and <laughs> yeah. then we show the movie. Right, exactly. And then everyone's here to see Optimus Prime fight fucking yeah. you know, Megatron. I, I think if she had the third one, you could make a little bit better case for her, but just those two movies and like the other. Yeah. You know, subpar ones, You, it's kind of like, that's not it's a like, run. Eh, I don't know. And yeah. MJ easily walked away with that one. Yeah, agreed. MJ easily wins that matchup. Um, okay. So the next matchup and the same, we're just going to start top left and kind of work our way yeah, down yeah. the left and then go over. Um, the next matchup is Britney Spears between the, the years of 99 and 2003 against Will Ferrell between the years of 2001 and 2010. Now, I have some notes written down here. I will say, first and foremost, before we discuss this, I am not, by any stretch of the imagination, a Britney Spears fan. I haven't really followed her that closely. I am aware that she's, like, one of the most famous, popular pop stars ever. And, like, I do remember listening to some of her music when I was much younger. But, like, I have it's not... Britney, bitch. I have not thought about Britney Spears outside of the whole drama with her conservatorship here in the last year or two in a decade plus. I mean, like... To me, I, I, I don't feel qualified to speak on her career. I wrote some shit down that I Googled that we can read, but I know much more about Will Ferrell than I do about so, Britney Spears. So I'll just say that as full disclaimer Br- for Britney anyone Spears, listening. The only thing I could think of um, would be the South Park episode was like her claim to fame and all of like her controversy, but I think it came after this. I think this was in her heyday, so yeah. Obviously, you, you got to exclude that, but you take that into account of that run turned into this person to where everyone's worried for her mm-hmm. and, and like her well being, and it's like TV shows made you know parodies on her, and it's like yeah, dark, but it's yeah. like accurate. It, yeah. It's accurately dark. Um. I have nothing to say about Britney Spears. I mean, yeah, I listen to some of her music, but it's like, well, I was five years old at the yeah, start of that. Yeah, that. yeah. her and sister though, and Zoe One Hundred and One had a good run. Who's Jamie, her sister? Jamie Lynn Spears. Do you remember I, Zoe One Hundred and One? Am the I aware Nickelodeon of this? TV show? Hang on, I'm gonna Google it. I don't. What is? I don't Jamie even know Lynn what she Spears. looks like. She looks exactly like Britney Spears. Anyways, while, while Zach looks that up, I'll jump to Will Ferrell because we all know I think the two of us are picking Will Ferrell. And Zach can go on his notes and, and let oh, yeah, you know. yeah, she does look like yeah. Brittany. Yeah. Whoa. She was on, what was she on? Zoe 101 on Nickelodeon. Interesting. I didn't even know she was a person until just now, so. <sighs> well, from 2001 to 2010, these oh, are, yeah. these yeah, are yeah. Will Ferrell's movies that – I mean, this is a run, if you ask me. <laughs> it's a fucking run, dude. <laughs> this is, you've got, I mean, I'm I'm not going to list all of them. I'm going to list the ones that, like, really stick out to me. But you got Zoolander. You got Old School. You got Elf. You got Starsky and Hutch. You got Anchorman. Um, so they made, like, the music video, Anchorman Afternoon Delight. But you got Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. You got Kicking and Screaming, which is hilarious. You got Wedding Crashers, although he's not necessarily. He's got a great fucking he, he's part got a in great, Wedding Crashers. He's great not in it a lot. But, in there, but yeah. yeah, I mean, he's in there, though, so it counts. He's got Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby, Blades of Glory. Um, fuck, how many more are Semi Pro, Step Brothers. He's on Saturday Night Live. Yep. Um, 
He's in SpongeBob, the TV series. Like, so um, that's the other guys came out in 2010. That's still, yeah, in there. Let's see, uh, we got anything else? He's a voice in Mega Mind, which is a, a big, you know, kids show. And that, yeah, that those are all like the major ones that I would say. I might have missed one or two, but I was gonna say the only ones that I think you didn't list that I had here is he was in. He's he's got a small part in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. He made some appearances in Family Guy. Yeah, oh, Family Guy was at the very um, end. And then, yeah, you covered. He he was on SNL, Mega Mind. Um, I think the most important, the most impressive stretch is this stretch right here: Zoolander, Old School, Elf, Anchorman, Kicking and Screaming, Wedding Crashers, Talladega Nights, Blades of Glory, Stranger Than Fiction, Semi Pro, Step Brothers. Bro, Elf and Step Brothers the by themselves fuck? could easily beat a lot of the. Dude, if you're a comedic actor and your entire career, you make one Talladega Nights and you make one Step Brothers, that's great. Yeah. That's tremendous. Right. And he had, we just rattled off like 10 of the most popular, hilarious comedy movies Iconic of movies. the 2000s and 2010s. Yeah. And he's in all of them. That's a fucking not, run. Not dude. to mention, a lot of them were, were like PG to PG thirteen, so they were kid friendly. So like we were still growing up mm-hmm. during a lot of these releases, so we could watch them. Elf. I mean, it's probably it's. I think Elf? it's the most watched Christmas. movie I was going to say is, is maybe the most, especially for our generation, the most popular yep. Christmas movie you could watch. Um, and then like, Step Brothers is arguably the greatest comedy ever released. <laughs> like that shit is just. I was when gonna it say came you, out you was got, just beyond. You got like R rated. So, you, like you said, you you got like the the ones that bring in a, a a wider general audience. Movies like Kicking and Screaming, um, Blades of Glory. I don't know if Blades of Glory is R rated. I think it's PG thirteen. And then like Mega Mind, he obviously makes for kids. kids. Stranger Than Fiction was like his little foray into doing something a little more serious. But you got like Anchorman all, was pretty. You got like the R rated comedies of like old school. Anchorman, Wedding Crashers, Talladega Nights, Semi Pro, Step Brothers. I mean, shit. That list of six right there Suck is my like. Suck cock! I'll murder your family. <laughs> You're out of here, Jackie. What did I say, dude? I mean, we're gonna have to do a movie quote. Episode. Oh my god! I mean, Step Brothers might be one of the most cro- quoted comedy movies of our if, whole generation, if, if not the most quoted. Yeah, it's like that and um, Pineapple Express and like uh, Superbad are, are like yep. the three I can think of that are like the most quoted. That is quite the run. Okay, so to to anyone who's listening, who's like they're not, they haven't even talked about Britney Spears at all. I did write some shit down. There's a so, reason because Will Ferrell's on the other I side. I mean, of Will Ferrell. So. That that's quite the run right there. I am highly impressed by that. Here's some shit I wrote down for Britney Spears, and I guess anyone who follows her music will know these albums. But she had in 1999, she had Baby One More Time. In 2000, it's she me, had baby, Oops, I Did It Again. 2001, she had her. It's named after her, an album called Britney. Um, and then in 2003, she had an album called In the Zone. According to Wikipedia, she's sold more than 100 million records in her career, and she's also won a Grammy and six MTV mu- Music Video Awards. So that's pretty impressive. And, and granted, she is probably one of, like, if you were going to list the top five most popular pop stars of all time, she's probably on that list. Um, I will say that there's a new show on HBO called The Idol that – the weekend, the artist is mm-hmm. acting in and producing, and I think he's written some of it. Um, and it's basically so. Actually, the star of the show—it's all about a, a female pop star—and the star of the show is actually Johnny Depp's daughter. Um, 
and it's one of the only things I've ever really seen her in. I'm not sure how much she's been in prior to this, but supposedly it's like largely influenced by Britney Spears's experiences as a world famous pop star and some of the off the stage and you know outside of the booth drama and stuff that she went through obviously it's going to be uber dramatized and i'm sure they make a bunch of shit up but oh, of course in the last couple stu- in the last couple years we've obviously seen all the headlines i don't know shit about it but this whole conservatorship thing about how her dad had all this control over her and her money and all this kind of stuff it does seem pretty fucked up but I'm going Will Ferrell here. I, I mean, I obviously Ferrell, we we gave all the disclaimers necessary. Neither of us are big Britney Spears fans. We didn't follow her a lot. We both love Will Ferrell a lot. And also, if you're just looking at it from a strictly movie perspective, that's a pretty great run of movies to go on. I mean, like I said, for a comedic actor, you couldn't really for hope for much actor better than that. Or anyone, I mean, those are like, and, what are you? Those are insanely to do? popular and funny movies that are going to be. I mean, those are going to be I will, com- comedy I will rewatchables for decades. Yeah. Those yeah. will be when we have our kids. We'll be sitting there watching and we'll die yeah. laughing. They're like, "Yeah, that's not funny, Dad." And it's like, "No, yeah, this no. is fucking hilarious." Well, you know what? It's going to be the equivalent of. It's going to be the equivalent of like our parents generation showing us like eddie murphy movies yeah. and like steve martin movies we're gonna be like Star hey wars hey have you watched talladega nights with will ferrell if not we're sitting down the night and we're yeah. watching talladega nights kind of thing yeah for sure okay so we both have will ferrell moving yep. on so we both had michael jordan we both had will ferrell you want to read the next matchup so now we got adam sandler from 95 to 99 against bo jackson from 86 to 90 yeah now Another one of those. I didn't. I wasn't alive during this Bo Jackson run. You can argue that, or I really feel like there's not that big of an argument to be said here. Maybe between him and Deion Sanders about the greatest two sport athletes of yeah. all time. They're pretty much the only um, two in the conversation. But I would say Bo Jackson. I mean, just from what I know, was arguably the greatest two sport athlete. I mean, the guy could do everything, like mm-hmm. in baseball and in football. I mean. He was he was the real deal. It wasn't like, oh, you're talented in one, but you're kind of like a mediocre guy in the other one. He was like a superstar in both sports at the professional level. And I mean, I just I don't know much about him. I didn't look any of his stats up just because I I was picking Adam Sandler because Adam Sandler's had more of an impact on my life. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm choosing him as a greatest run because the movies that I'm gonna list off when I you know bring those up. Or more, you know, more meaningful than Bo Jackson's it's, great sports career. It's a pretty great list. So before you list off Adam Sandler, let me just read you what I put down for Bo Jackson. He played both professional baseball and football. Like you said, probably him and Deion Sanders are the only two in the conversation for like most popular two-sport professional athletes in history. It said he's the only athlete in history to be named to an all-star game in two professional sports. Between the years of 86 and 90, because, again, I was trying to pull stuff just between this period, he was in college the SEC Player of the Year. He won the Heisman Trophy, and then in the NFL he made the Pro Bowl, and he was also the first overall pick in the NFL draft in 1986. I mean, shit, dude. That's like – for an athlete, he was on top of the world oh, yeah. during that time frame. And I- also, Bo Jackson is one of the all-time greatest examples of like if you look up stats since his careers in both of those sports were so short, cut off by injury – if you look up stats-wise, it's not overly impressive, but 
film and like eye test wise, he's one of the most freakish athletes who's ever existed. If you see clips of him, every once in a while, a clip will come up on YouTube or Dude, on my it's Instagram the baseball feed. Throw that does it's it the for me. baseball throws where he would play outfield and he would catch a ball like and against throw the wall, like on a line. Like it's it's seemingly like feet. yeah, like 150 miles an hour just on a rope and throw some guy out at third from like. The far corner of the right, right field. field, and you're like, "What was that? Yeah. How is it even possible to throw a baseball that just, hard?" <laughs> and there's like no arc on it; it's just like straight on a rope. Dude, imagine being like there watching, and you just hear the ball whistle, it's like, and just and you're like, whoosh, just the pop into the the player's mitt, Fuck. dude. And then there's there's clips of him running up, like scaling up the wall in the outfield and catching, yep. you know, robbing home runs and stuff. And then, obviously, the clips of him playing football as a running I mean, back he's a are beast. freakish. Because not only was he insanely fast, but he was incredibly he was a, strong. Yeah, he was like a tank. There's also a bunch of videos of him breaking bats in his baseball career where he'll just, like... Snap it. He'll snap a baseball bat like you or I would, like a stick that we yeah. just picked up off the ground or something. It's insane. I think... I don't know if it was him. It might have been a different baseball player, but they literally broke the bat with... Like, we'd have to break a bat across our leg. Right. And he just, like, snapped it in his arms. I'm like... Oh. Well, he did one... I've seen him do one over his head before. So he got, like, struck out or whatever... Is walking back to the to the dugout, puts it over his helmet, and just breaks it over his head. I was like, "What the fuck? I've never seen anyone do that before." Like, that's the type of strength where you're like, "That dude is one of those guys who, if he gave you a handshake and started squeezing your hand, he just like, shatter the bones in your hand." Yeah, like freakishly strong. He's like, "Hey, nice to meet you." He's like, <laughs> you're like, "Oh yeah." You're like, "Please let go. Please yeah. let go." <laughs> I, you're great. I get it. I get it. I get. It. Oh. So anyway, that's. And I'm sure, you know, obviously people who are, are, are older than us who watched him play are probably sitting here listening to this being like, it's Bo Jackson all the way. But it's like, again, you and I didn't get to watch him play, right. so all we have are highlights, YouTube stuff, clips on and, Instagram, and, what has, and just like, stuff we can Google. Like I said, what's going to have more of an impact on my life is kind of how I went on it, too. Right, is like, right. Bo Jackson, he was great. No one's ever going to take that away, but like that had nothing to do with yeah, me. Was before I was, we, we came around and we were paying attention. As so. a kid, we go, yeah, I want to be a two-sport athlete, and then you realize when you play one sport, you're like, holy shit, this is <laughs> yeah. fucking impossible. How insanely hard and like, how I'm much I'm the fourth best on is, my yeah. team in this sport, and I'm like the 80th best on right. my team in that sport, and he was like a top three on both sports. Yeah. Like, that's nearly impossible to do. Like, the odds are not in your favor. Well, and not only, you know, like I said, not only did he play professional baseball and football, which just alone to do that, if you only ever played one game in the pros in baseball and then were, was like some sort of a star in the NFL, that's impressive in and of itself. He was named to an all-star game right, in, in both, both leagues. Only player to ever do that in the history of professional sports in North America. That's right. insane. Well, I mean, like, think about, like, numbers-wise, right? Baseball, I think they say, is the easiest sport to technically go pro in because there's, like, rookie A, rookie double A, rookie triple A. Yeah, that, that whole minor get, like, league system single is Single A, then insane. you get, like, single A rookie, then you get, like, double A, triple A. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's, like, 15 Yeah, teams. before you finally there's, make it to MLB, right. yeah. So, but it, so that, but that also makes it like harder if you think about it to become a pro, because like the, at the, the highest route level, there takes a long time, right? It seems and like. and there's so many players, so like, many. I think in the NFL then, and I could be wrong. There was only 30 teams. I don't think the Texans were there, and I don't think the Jaguars were around. Um, but that means you got 30 starting running backs, which means you probably got 90 to 120 total running backs in the league on all rosters. So that means he's one out of 120 to be a starting running back and a very good starting running back. And then you got to think, okay, you got three starting outfielders and probably 
25 MLB teams. I don't know. So we'll just say 75 starting outfielders. But then again, you have all of the levels with all the teams, yeah, yeah. which means Triple he's A, better all down single than a. everyone on his <laughs> roster at right field and everyone at the Triple A right field and Double A right field yeah. and Single A right field and so on and so forth. To the point where then he's better in his own league, in the American League or National. I think he played for the Royals, so the National or the right, American yeah. League. So then he's better than all the right fielders to be in the All Star game as a starter or whatever. I don't know how they did the All Star game back then, but yeah. you gotta be like That's the, the numbers the there is like you're almost better off getting a perfect bracket in March Madness at yeah. that point than yeah. being. It's insane. Yeah, I'm I'm an All Star in two pro sports. It's like I don't believe you. It's like oh yeah. <laughs> Here, here, and you're like, oh fuck. Well, and like I said, dude, the eye test on him, the film you see, yeah. is just like he had more athleticism in his body than like the next hundred professional athletes combined. It was right. insanity. You just look at him, you're like, man, you you are a gift. Yeah, you know, he got a lot of gifts. God gifted you yeah. good. And then you look at yourself in the mirror, and you're like, man, <laughs> couldn't spare some leftovers. You couldn't just throw some me scraps? something. <laughs> Should we list off what oh, Sandler yeah. had? So Sandler had a so nice little run here. Sandler's from 95 to 99. Yeah. So I've got Billy Madison, and I'll stop there. <laughs> so Billy Madison, 86 episodes from 90 to 95. So we'll count a few episodes in the 95 of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Happy Gilmore, <laughs> The Wedding Singer, The Water Boy, Big Daddy, I'm gonna throw Little Nicky in here because it was in two thousand. It was released in two thousand, but you know he was uh, filming it. He was filming it during yeah. ninety nine. Yeah. Those movies alone, I grew up on. Oh yeah, again for our generation, like those were the comedies. Waterboy, Big Daddy, and Billy Madison. Those three alone. If someone in our generation hasn't watched those movies. I'm going to go ahead and just say that they're an alien and that they're not from Earth. Because it's like those movies were icon- – Big Daddy's like all over the place. Big, I would say out of those, it's like Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, and Big Daddy are my favorites. Oh, yeah. oh I forgot. I even said Happy Gilmore. But Happy Gilmore is arguably yeah. the greatest golf movie ever made. <laughs> it's so funny. And, Bi- and Big Daddy is just great. I love that movie so much. Big Daddy's like the great comedy, but then it like kind of shows like a dark – you know. Yeah, dark side of well, the world. So that's what I was gonna say about Sandler that I've really appreciated about his career is not only is he like one of the biggest comedians slash comedic actors and most successful comedic actors ever, but he also has like this humanity and like heart behind his performances where it can be yeah it can be hilarious and slapstick and all that kind of stuff, but it can also be like heartwarming or touching or like meaningful in a way you know like he can make movies that are that have some substance and you know you don't get this obviously this is not in this in this specific year gap that we're talking about here but later in his career he makes some forays into more dramatic roles and does a really good job with it like he's a talented actor yeah it's not just like oh i show up and i'm oh i'm adam sandler in comedy movies like because in a lot of his movies, he's playing a variation of himself, right. essentially, right? And there's some of his movies where, like, we could have gone without this. But <laughs> yeah. you made $200 million, so right, I right. guess, like, good for you. But, like, when he wants to, when he wants to be like, hey, I'm an actor. I want to challenge myself and play a part. He does really yeah. well at that. Well, some of one of my favorite things about him is in Billy Madison when he they were playing dodgeball in the playground. Mm-hmm. 
he was actually throwing the ball at the kids as hard as he could. <laughs> and the parents weren't too happy about it because they, the kids were crying. Uh-huh. So if you watch it, the camera will cut from the kids as soon as they're about to cry. Oh, okay. Because they're actually going to start crying. And, and yeah. They, yeah. And people were like, why are you throwing them at him so hard? And he goes, because it's funny. <laughs> like, that's what he said. He's like, it's because it's funny. And I'm like, that makes you even better because right. it is funny and it makes right. her better. Because nowadays you'd be like, oh, that's childish. I was going to say, like, that would whatever. never happen. If you try to make Billy Madison now, they which, would never let you get away Which with means that. you're playing dodgeball with CGI dodgeball. Like, yeah. back then, he was legit. Like, just, just pelting, pelting little kids, kids with dodgeball. <laughs> And I mean, maybe the kids actually peed their pants, like, and he actually peed his pants. Like, yeah. who knows? Like, he yeah. he seems like the actor would be. Like, no, I'll just do it. Like, who cares? Right? Like, yeah, I'm Adam Sandler. It's for the movie. It's yeah. not like I'm doing this on like yeah. you know. Oh, I can't go to the yeah. bath. It's like, but it's like I read that and I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I, my parents would probably have supported me getting pelted by Adam Sandler in a movie. Another thing I want to add about Adam Sandler too, and this this a lot of his friends and fellow actors, fellow comedic actors who are in a lot of those movies we just mentioned go on to be in a lot more movies that he is personally responsible for either like writing or producing or whatever later on down the line. His wife is in all of his movies, I believe, after they got married. And I love the fact that nowadays, basically Adam Sandler, he's just on this cycle of like everyone, every like five years, he'll be like, I'll do an uncut gems or something where I'm like, I'm doing a real acting performance. It's not me, Adam Sandler. It's this character. I'm showing how talented I am as an actor. And then it'll be for like the next four years, he just cranks out, you know, below average comedy movies for Netflix, but Netflix signed him to like a $250 million contract right. to make five movies or something. So he's like, okay, every single movie, I'm, I'm responsible for writing and producing it. So guess what? It's set in Hawaii on a resort. Yeah. My, my my girlfriend or love interest Jennifer in the Anderson. movie is going to be the hottest actress on the planet, <laughs> and I'm going to dress in basketball shorts and a t-shirt, and I'm probably going to play basketball at some point. And all of the other characters in the movie are my friends that I love to hang out with anyway, so it's an excuse for me to hang out in Hawaii for right. six months and shoot a movie. Dude, I fucking love that. That's another, awesome. It's the greatest thing about him ever. too that I didn't really like realize. Like you'll see videos of him playing basketball. On, he like, can Instagram actually hoop a little bit. Well, dude, he just rolls up. Like, those are yeah. unplanned. Like, he just wants to go play basketball, so he'll yeah. just walk up to, you know, a park where there, there a lot of courts are, and he'll wait With his, his turn. super baggy shorts yep. and his, his baggy his, t-shirt. And his stuff. early yeah. 2000s dress yeah. code. <laughs> um, but, like, he'll wait his turn. He'll get, yeah. you know, the, the whole next up. Like, yeah. And then he goes and plays basketball. Yeah, and he's actually pretty good. Yeah, and but he, like, legit plays. Like, if you yeah. foul him, he just, like, he, yeah. like, he's just there to play basketball and act like he's... Just another person he, that wants to play basketball. So I don't. Did you watch the movie Hustle that just I came out with him yet, on no. Netflix like last year? I think I haven't seen it. I yet. would recommend it. It's pretty good, and it's not like a comedy. It's more of a. It's not. I wouldn't say it's like strictly serious. Like there are funny moments. Isn't it the it's, true it's, story it's it, of? Um, it's like Juancho something or other. Well, Juancho Hernan Gomez is in there. He's the and, one who is in it, right? Bo- Bohan Mar- or Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich, the yeah. fucking eight foot tall guy yeah. who plays like one minute every season, but now he has like three commercials. <laughs> yeah, he's in a guy. bunch of State Farm commercials. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty good. But like, what I was gonna say is that whole movie, Adam Sandler's character is a basketball scout for a professional NBA franchise, and. He his job is just to go around and watch basketball games and recruit players to try and that they want to try and draft in upcoming drafts. And there's scenes of him, you know, he goes to like Brazil to recruit Wancho's character and he just goes to he goes, Hey, do you guys know is there anywhere around here I can get some shots up? And he just goes to a park in Brazil where he doesn't speak the language and just tries to go find a court and ends up hopping in on some games and stuff. And like as you watch that 
knowing what we know about Adam Sandler, the person on videos we've seen of him outside of movies, it's like that's just him. He just right. loves basketball. He loves to watch it. He and loves he, to go play pickup games. He goes, I can go play basketball and make a fucking scene yeah. in my movie. Might as well. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna just write a scene into my movie where I'm playing a pickup game. Because guess right. what? I like hanging out with my friends on a beach in a resort in Hawaii right. playing basketball. And I get and paid to do this. Out. This is fucking beautiful. I, that's why I love it, dude. So I think for this one, I'm probably going Adam Sandler. And I, I think you're probably doing the same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hands down. Okay. Okay. This next one, though, I mean, it was somewhat easy for me. Just, again, the time frame of, of when this both became. Oh, this next one's a good um, one. But it, it's a tough one. We have Steven Spielberg from 75 to 85. Right. And Christopher Nolan from 2006 to 14. I'll just put it this way. Steven Spielberg has made great movies, and I believe that was – he's the Indiana Jones, uh-huh. and I believe that was all the Indiana Joneses in that time frame, as well as Jaws. Two, two of them. I got a list of, um, of his. Yeah, I don't have Steven Spielberg up because I did go with Christopher Nolan, okay. and uh, the movies I'll list off. You okay. Know. Yeah, so so let's, you, take, you take Spielberg. All right, yeah, let's touch on Spielberg real quick because Spielberg – and obviously, you know, I mean, you know me, and anyone who listens to this podcast knows that I'm like movies is my thing. So this is like right in my wheelhouse. Like two of the of the best directors to ever do it. Steven Spielberg, you could really honestly make the argument he's like maybe the greatest director in the history of Hollywood. I mean, he's not. He he's mm, maybe in my top five, but Christopher Nolan is like one of my top three directors ever, and it's like that's never going to change. He's like a solid lock. So that's why it's really hard for me to make this decision. But if you look at the thing with Steven Spielberg is if you look at the totality of his career, the amount of good movies he's made is insane. Like he's been on a run for decades right. now where he's made some of the most popular, well-known, well-reviewed movies that have ever been made. And it's all Steven Spielberg. Like his career is remarkable. So between the years of 75 and 85, so this is like beginning of his career for the next 10 years. Just listen to this run he goes on. Jaws, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, E.T., Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, The Color Purple, and during that time print, during that time frame, he gets nominated for five Oscars. That's a pretty amazing 10-year run that he went on. I mean, Jaws, the two Indiana Jones movies, E.T., those right there are like four of the most well-known movies yeah. in the, of the last 30 or 40 years. Yeah. Jaws is like the movie that people point to of like what, what started what, summer blockbusters. That's like what, how right. we think about what makes a summer and blockbuster it's is It's the movie Jaws. everyone goes to when they're like, I can't get in the ocean. Yeah. Because like I've, I've seen Jaws. Jaws. Yeah. It's like, have you seen The Meg? And they're like, yeah, that was a great movie. And I'm yeah. like, but everything- so Jaws scares you, but The Meg, you're like, I'm good to jump in the ocean. Ev- like, yep. Every single- Shark movie or sea creature movie is paying owes an homage right. and owes a debt to Jaws. It's right. like the blueprint for yep. that thing. And I mean, I actually haven't seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I think a lot of people like it, but I'm, I'm going on a little Indiana Jones binge. You know, we're going to see the new one here at the end of the month. So I just recently rewatched Raiders of the Lost Ark and Temple of Doom. And you know, honestly, my in my memory, I thought I liked Temple of Doom the most, but that's actually my least favorite out of the first three. I think. Raiders is probably the best one, and that's probably my favorite. And then, and then it goes the Last Crusade, and then Temple of Doom, probably for the for, for the original three. 
yeah, the Crystal Skull is. Um, I'm about it's, to. It's entertaining, but it's kind of like. Yeah, I'm about to cue that one up because I'm. I need to finish my little rewatch before the new one. But yeah, that one was kind of like everyone's kind of like. Let's not talk about that one. We it's entertaining. We pretend like, like that one doesn't. Like we'll exist. watch it. It's entertaining, yeah. but it's kind of like. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, if he just had Jaws and E.T., those are the two of the most popular movies ever. Right, right there, and then he's got Indiana Jones, which is one of like the most popular characters and popular franchises of Harrison Ford's career, who's one of the biggest actors of all time. Color Purple, which gets nominated for Oscars. I don't know. That's an insane run. All right, but then so let's have, go. To, let's go to Christopher Nolan. You have Christopher Nolan this, this from my guy, 2006 to 2014, and I'm going to name the ones that I think are you know. You got The Dark Knight. And so Christopher Nolan wins. We'll move on to the other side of the bracket. <laughs> so you have, I mean, he didn't, I'll just name all the movies that he made from there because he's kind of picky about his movies. He doesn't like crank a hundred out. Right. He made The Prestige in 2006, mm-hmm. The Dark Knight in 08, Inception in 2010. And if you've never seen that fucking oh strap in, The Dark Knight Rises in 2012 Man of Steel in 2013, Transcendence as an executive producer in 2014 with Interstellar. <laughs> Interstellar. Let me repeat myself. Um, I'm gonna skip the short. Batman vs Superman. Okay, that's probably that's probably the worst one. Let's just skip from that. Uh, but that was in 2016, and then we're just gonna say Dunkirk just because I know that will <clears throat> and that was in 2017. But like, <clears throat> <laughs> so. And you and you listed a couple of like his uh, his producing movies. If you look at just directorial efforts, it's The Prestige, The Dark Knight, Inception, The Dark Knight Rises, Interstellar from 06 to 2014. That's five movies that are pretty remarkable. Inter- Inception has been for a long time and still is one of my top five favorite movies of all time. That movie blew my mind when I saw it. It still blows my mind every time I rewatch it. I fucking love that movie. The Dark Knight is arguably the greatest superhero movie ever made. Ever. Legitimately. Ever. It's the, a fucking phenomenal movie. The and Dark then, Knight Rises, I think, is more associated with a tragedy than like how great the film is. Like mm-hmm. I think what happened here in Colorado took a lot of the steam away from The Dark Knight Rises. But still... That there's no complaints on that movie. Like maybe so, it was like eight hours long. Like we could have <laughs> cut it back a little bit, but so. And I again, I I mentioned Christopher Nolan, one of my top three favorite directors of all time. I was going through the other day. Remember, I told you I'm trying to put like just for my own because I like making lists. I'm trying to put together like my own top twenty five favorite movies of all time. The Dark Knight and Interstellar are both on that list. Oh. No, and Inception. The Dark Knight, Inception, Interstellar, all three in my top 25 favorite movies. And Inception is like one of my top five favorite movies ever. Interstellar is so, probably a top three for me. I mean, Interstellar, I fucking love that movie so much. So, I mean, for me, the answer is Christopher Nolan yep. here. You, you would not... I, you wouldn't get an argument out of me if you said Steven Spielberg. I like a lot of Steven Spielberg's movies, but I think the difference there is... I like a lot of those movies. None of those movies on Steven Spielberg's list that we just read off are in my top 25 ever. And three of Christopher Nolan's are. So it's like, obviously, the yeah, answer for me is Christopher with, yeah. Nolan. And that's, that's not a knock on Spielberg. It's just No, it's not a knock on Spielberg. Christopher Nolan's but just up there. Like, in terms of contemporary filmmakers, 
that guy is is and, and I I rant and raved about him on the last podcast when we were doing our hundredth episode. He's just operating on a level of creativity and capability filmmaking wise that's like well, unheard of. Like we, uh, I think we talked about it again on the hundredth episode, the Oppenheimer, how we were joking <sighs> around or people have joked around that. He's not okay with CGI, so they actually are dropping another nuclear bomb <laughs> to make the movie. Or, or however many bombs they end up dropping in yeah. the movie, they're actually going to drop just because Christopher Nolan has to have the actual Yeah, because he's like, fuck CGI. But you know he's making actual explosions somewhere for that Probably. Movie. Like, he made actual... Little known fact, he actually sent Matthew McConaughey through a wormhole yeah. for Interstellar. <laughs> the only, the my only shit. beef with Interstellar is there's so many unanswered questions that it's like, can we please make a second one? Like... Please. Ooh, see, I don't know. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm usually more of the opinion like if I like a movie that much, I'm like, please don't make a sequel. Right, I, I don't, don't want you to ruin it because if the sequel comes out and it's trash, it's like fuck. But then if the sequel comes out and you're like, oh, but then again, shit. I mean, I've been proven wrong before. There have been some sequels that have come out that I'm like, I like that more than the first movie. Right. So it but could I mean, go like, either way. Like the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight great, is a sequel. Great movie, and it's a sequel. But he did he do the did he do Batman Begins? He did. Yeah, he did that whole trilogy. Oh, I'm on like the wrong person here. I'm like, um, no, he didn't. But yeah, he, he did some movies. I didn't see. He did Batman Begins, Dark Knight. So Dark, dark Knight, Knight was yeah. obviously the best. But I mean, Dark Knight Rises wasn't bad. No, like it's dark, a really good movie. Dark Knight Rises, I, like I would definitely put up there to like yeah. fight the Dark Knight. But like, but the Dark Knight is just but perfect. the Dark Knights. So. I would trust him to make an Interstellar 2 that allows us to kind of grab the concept of what happened. Yeah. Because there's so many things, like, maybe he's working on it because there's so many storylines in there that he could work through, but it's like... If I had to guess... I, I, I agree with you. I, I bet you he's probably not going to do one. I mean, I could be wrong, but outside of the Dark Knight trilogy, he's never done a sequel. Right. It's all original idea after original idea, which I like because it... For me, it's like same thing with Quentin Tarantino. Every time there's a new movie announced from one of those guys, it's like I have no idea what this is going to be about. It's just a completely original idea that they came right. up with every time. I mean, really, I think outside of um, the upcoming movie Oppenheimer, every single one of them is based on a screenplay that either he or his brother wrote. Oppenheimer is based on a book, and it's based on, on real people, story. and he wrote the adaption. So this is like the first one in a long time, maybe ever, that it's not based on an original idea that right. he came up with. I mean, you um, could say the Dark Knight, and the whole Batman, that's kind well, of based yeah. off, yeah. you know. Well, that's why I was saying, like, outside of the Dark Knight trilogy, because that's kind of its own right. thing, he's never really done sequels, and he's never done stuff based on a previous but material. Before. Most of his movies don't leave room for a sequel, whereas yeah, they really Interstellar, don't. Yeah. I kind of, like, there's room for sequel. Like, yeah. if you have your main character leave at the end of the movie, it's kind of like, well, wait a second. We got to figure out like. By the way, have you ever seen the Prestige? I have not. I I recommend it. That's a good movie. It gets overshadowed because of how great his later movies are, but the Prestige is really good. It's got Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman in it, and it's one of those ones that I've seen it once or twice, but I need to revisit it because yeah. I always forget about it. There's another one that I've forget only ever seen it. once, which is called Insomnia that he made with I think Al Pacino's in it and Robin Williams. I want to say earlier in his career and it's it's good but it's like you watch that earlier movie now having seen the dark knight and inception and interstellar and dunkirk and it's like well now i know like what level he's capable of right. getting to so like insomnia while or the prestige while they're like pretty solid movies they're not 
hitting those heights right. that like a Dark Knight or an Interstellar. You can see he's evolved. Yeah, at the times. for sure, for sure. So okay, I think uh, we're, I think we're, we're both, both picking Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. Yeah, okay. The next one was pretty easy for me. Um, so now we're in the the top right side yeah, of the bracket. Now we're switching yeah. sides to the other side of the bracket. I got it's Jim Carrey and Mike Myers. Jim Carrey in the '90s and Mike Myers from '92 to 2002. Yeah. Um, it, pretty simple for me. It's Jim Carrey. I, I love Austin Powers, but that's I all I really Austin care Powers. about. Mike Myers movies is Austin Powers and Fair. Wayne's World. Wayne's World's fucking. Yeah. It was great, but Mike or Mike Myers just didn't do enough for me to be Jim Carrey. Because I mean, well, do you want me to list off Mike Myers real quick? Yeah, go and for then Mike we'll get Myers. to Jim Carrey. So Mike Myers between the years of 1992 and 2002 had Wayne's World, Wayne's World Two. The first Austin Powers, the second Austin Powers, Shrek, and then the third Austin Powers, and he was also nominated for an Emmy for Saturday Night Live. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's not too bad. I mean, I'm not dissing his career, but... So he basically had the whole Austin Powers trilogy and two Wayne's World movies and Shrek, which is like one of the greatest animated movies ever. Dude, I saw a thing. Shrek is... 20 years old today or like 25 i don't know i can't i'll have to see if i can find it again but it's like well didn't it come out in like 2001 or something yeah it's, it's been so it's, out a long time but it was like telling all the movies it was like ice age is 17 years and i'm like oh my, oh god, my gosh so bro i was 11 uh such old. a good and they kept like going with all these good movies i'm like man they don't make movies like this anymore they really don't dude shrek is a fucking banger that's that's a fantastic they, movie. that's <laughs> one that they needed to just stop after one for and then sure. they were they like, made like shrek forever forever yeah. forever 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 after and then they got dude just as earlier this year there was a puss in boots sequel right and Puss in Boots was a side character in one of the Shrek sequels, and he's already had Puss in like Boots has had like movies. four movies. Yeah. They're milking that franchise for all it's worth. But I mean, you, can you really blame them? They make like a billion dollars every time they release. Well, and one, they're so. they're decent, you know. But Jim Carrey, man, in the nineties, this dude. Jim Carrey had one of, and and I, you're gonna rattle it off here in a second. He had one of the greatest runs you could possibly have for an actor. Just just rattle off what he did during the nineties. It's so, it's insane. In the nineties, I'm just gonna rattle off ones that I know, like because there's too many. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, arguably the most one of his most iconic roles yeah, ever, for sure. Um, he was in 124 episodes in four years of In Living Color, which is a TV series. Never seen it, but 124 episodes is a lot in four years. Yeah. The Mask, which is one of my favorite movies growing up. Love The Mask. Dumb and Dumber, which is arguably the most iconic comedy movie ever out there with how ridiculously stupid it was. (laughs) Um, But great. I loved it. I could watch that movie on repeat all day. Batman Forever is the Riddler. And he did a great job yep. in that. That was kind of before Batman, you know, became like super serious. Before it got serious, yeah. Um, so it fit him well. Another Ace Ventura when Nature Calls, another great movie. The Cable Guy. Excuse me, Liar Liar, which is love that movie. Just like you don't you don't think it's going to be a good movie. I and love that movie so like, much. It's so great. Good. Um, he did an episode on the Larry Sanders show, and then. He did the Truman Show, which was a good. That's a great movie. Good movie. Um, and then he did. Well, this was in. I was gonna say that's two, about this Truman was in Show. 2000, I think caps it, doesn't but, it? But so I'll just do. He did me, myself, and Irene, which and is how the Grinch stole Christmas, hilarious. both in 2000. And the Grinch is the, great. The Grinch is we another just one of those last iconic. Year. Have you seen Christmas me, movie. me, myself, and Irene? 
It's been a while, but I've Dude, seen it. Fucking hysterical movie. I love that movie so much. It's so funny. So one thing I'll add, you, you, you hit all the ones I had down. He got three Golden Globe nominations during that time frame and won a Golden Globe. Dude, it's just that is quite the run. Now, the Mike Myers run is impressive, but I think Jim Carrey's is more impressive. Yeah. I also that run think, is insane. Yeah, I also don't think it does it justice necessarily, though, to say Mike Myers has. I mean, he did have ten years in this group, but like, Britney Spears had four against nine years of Will Ferrell. Like, some yeah. of those are a little like skewed, yeah. but it's like we're gonna just nitpick like the greatness of them. That's that's something like, that I pointed out when I was talking about it with Ty the other night, and it's like it's it is a little weird to compare like a four year stretch to like a decade long stretch, but. But that's the run, though. Is it lasted ten exactly. years? Exactly. So if you go on a run for a whole decade or a decade plus, right. isn't that more impressive than just right. a four-year run somewhere? So I it's mean, like you got to weigh that into consideration. So you look at it, but then like some of them, you're like, man, if you just included like if you did Christopher Nolan to 2017, I mean, he's gonna walk through the whole bracket. Like no one's gonna beat him. Like there's just yeah, you know, it would be too easy. But like. Yeah, I mean, ten years of Mike Myers compared to ten years, ten years of Jim Carrey, and they were both around the same time frame. One was two years you right. know, earlier, further ahead. Jim Carrey pretty much. I think Jim Carrey pretty much dominated the night. He yeah. he did what Michael Jordan did in sports in movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In in comedic movies. And yeah, he was just great. I've, se- I've seen him Crushing on some it. of like the TV shows where he just like walks through a market and then just like eats a watermelon as fast as he can, puts it down, and he's just like covered in watermelon juice. And I'm like. This was like this was comedy I would love. Yeah. Now you don't get this shit anymore because it would be like freaking people out. Jim Carrey's another one. Um, what I was talking about with Adam Sandler, who is capable of like really true, truly great acting performances. Yep. Like he gets the three Golden Globe nominations and wins one during this time. And like the Truman Show, while there are funny parts of that movie, that movie's not really a comedy, no. and he that's a serious part right. for him. And he does a really great job. Um. Well, I was going to say, have you ever seen The Cable Guy? I've never seen The Cable Guy. Uh, I don't think so. Because I can't remember if that's a comedy or not. The rest of them are pretty much straight-up comedies. And, I mean, even Batman Forever is a pretty ridiculous movie. Like you said, that's before... I um, mean, it looks like a comedy just by looking at the front of the trailer. <laughs> but, I mean, The Truman Show is... And, he, and, he, and he's done roles outside of the 90s that are more serious but jim carrey's a guy who's like capable of when he wants to kind of like adam sandler being a real actor yeah like doing some dramatic parts you ever seen eternal sunshine of the spotless mind no that's another one where he went like more serious that's a really good movie movie titles are more than like three words i usually am just like that's way too hard ty is the same way And, and it's in fact it's it bothers her so much that i'll specifically point out movies and books that have like ridiculous titles one time we went to like a barnes and noble or something and i was going to grab a book that i wanted and i found this book on the shelf and i literally brought it to her and i was like babe this book is literally called it's like the one hundred year old man who got mad and jumped out his up his upstairs window or something like that. It's like a and whole then sentence. Walked down the street and had tea, and you're like, "Wait, what?" It's like a whole sentence, and she's like, "Are you fucking kidding me with that book?" And she hates the long titles. So yeah, stuff like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. She's like, "Stop talking to me. I don't want to watch that movie." Like just make Eternal Sunshine or something. Right? Yeah, like, just shorten that it. shit. Like we yeah. don't need the full explanation. Okay, so we're both going with Jim Carrey. So, yep. Okay. I think this might be the first one we deviate from, but I guess we'll we'll see. We got the PS2 versus 
PS2 from 2002 to 2004, I think that does it injustice compared to Jonah Hill from 06 to 13. Because until the PS3 came out, the PS2 was on a run. When the PS2 came out, it went on a tear. I mean, Battlefront 2 is all I got to (laughs) say. PS2 takes it away from me. I played way too many video games as a kid, you know, when it was raining outside and we couldn't play outside. PS2 was where I was. When you turn on and you get the the PlayStation sound with like the the background and you're just like, "Come on, baby. Come on, show me the load screen." Show and then it comes through. There was no better joy than getting that to go through. Jonah Hill was in great movies and I love a lot of the movies that he's done in that time, but dude, the PS2, I mean, Okay, I, ugh, it's just way way better. So, here's what I wrote down, and I, I literally just googled a list, and this is obviously not all encompassing. These are some of the most popular games that were on the PlayStation Two, and this was in the the whole course of its run. So these may not be exactly in that window of 2002 to 2004, but just listen to this: Guitar Hero Two, NBA Street Volume Two, Tony Hawk's Underground. Ratchet and Clank Up Your Arsenal, which is like one of my all-time favorite games. OG Call of Duty. Burnout Revenge, one of my all-time favorite games. Jack and Daxter 2, the original God of War, Metal Gear Solid 2, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Shadow of the Colossus, Metal Gear Solid 3, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Oh, and also, it's the best-selling video game console of all time. Yeah, you're missing a lot in there. I like I said, I just I just Google the list of like the most popular ones, and those were some of the ones. I mean, like popular. Lord of the Rings came out during that, like ugh, way too many good ones. The Incredibles had a game. Ugh. The PS2 was great. And that was like the gaming console that me and Sam had when we got into video games too. Like that was well, my it was kind like, of my introduction to video games, basically. Yeah, that was that was my. I mean, you got to think about like the evolution of video games, and the PS2 is kind of like the groundbreaking one. Like you had the PlayStation, and then you had the N64, yeah. uh-huh. and then when the PS2 came out, it brought in multiple things that like you couldn't do on either of the other consoles, mm-hmm. and there wasn't anything out there to really compete with it, and then. I think the Xbox came out around this later after the PS2 did, but the PS2 was just groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. And, you know, you had your three or six foot long cord and you would just plug in Battlefront 2, bro, and you would memory, run through. Little memory card slots. Dude, I, ha- I had like a whole stack of mine and they were all in cases with my name on them. Uh-huh. And I would alter every other one a specific way so I knew if my brother was fucking <laughs> with my games. <laughs> And he pissed me off one time, so I deleted all of his games from oh, his memory cards. And then he did the same shit to me. Bro, it was about sure to be a like a time. nuclear war in the basement. Like, you don't touch my games, man. And he's like, you deleted all my shit. And I'm like, you don't even play. Well, it's so funny. Those memory cards only had like two gigabytes of storage on them. Yeah, and they were like 40 bucks each. Yeah. Now you, you can get fucking a terabyte of data on a smartphone, which yeah. is smaller than the memory fucking cards. Yeah. Oh, PS2. Good PS2. memories. Okay. So the matchup is against Jonah Hill from the years 2006 to 2013. Now, this is quite a run for an actor. Listen to this. Between 06 and 2013, he was in Accepted, Knocked Up. Oh, such a good movie. I love Accepted, bro. It's That's hilarious. One of my favorite it's movies. hilarious. Evan Almighty, Super Bad, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Funny People, Get Him to the Greek, Moneyball, The Sitter, 21 Jump Street, The Watch, Django Unchained, This is the End, and The Wolf of Wall Street. Also, he is a two-time Oscar nominee during that time frame. One for The Wolf of Wall Street and one for um, Moneyball. Dude, Moneyball is one of my favorite sports movies ever. That is quite the run. 
I'm going with Jonah Hill on this one. I figured. Yeah. I, I love everything about Jonah Hill. I love all of those movies, but I think the PS2 just like was evolutionary. Like, yeah, for sure. It, well, and it, that, it, it means a lot to your childhood. Dude, that yeah, console. to everyone too. I mean, like that was how you interacted with friends back then too. Yeah, like, like what new games were you playing? Yeah, all right, dude, yeah. I got the new game, and you're like, yeah. dude, I'm on my way. And then you'd yeah. spend ten years just playing the game, and your parents yeah. are like, where were you? And you're like. We almost beat it. <laughs> We're so close. Oh, dude, Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal. I think that's the third one in the Ratchet and the original three Ratchet oh. and Clank games. Some of my all time favorite they are games. My all-time I favorite fucking games. love I, Ratchet and Clank, dude. So when the PS3 came out, Ratchet and Clank wasn't available, and then they remastered for the PS3, yeah. and they had a bundle for like nine ninety nine for all three games. Yeah. One day up, and I was up in college, and I was like, I have nothing to do. I literally beat all three games within like two days. Dude, I like it's funny. Sam told me the same thing. Actually, he did that out. in college. He's like, dude, uh, PlayStation's got a bundle of the original three uh, Ratchet and Clank games for like ten bucks. And he's like, I I bought it, and I'm playing them so much, dude. I literally I like, beat the games, and the only thing I didn't accomplish was finding all the gold bolts. Yeah, the gold the bolts were always what what fucked My me. My biggest pet peeve was. I see the gold bolt and I'm like, there is nothing. Like, how do you get to there? Fucking get it. And then I yeah. watch a video on how to do it and I'm like, oh, that's way too. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's too much. It's I'm too like, much. you know what? I'm gonna go beat the second <laughs> game real quick. That gold bolt can stay there. It ain't right, moving right. nowhere. So okay, that's the first time we've deviated. So I have Jonah Hill moving on. And you I have, have the, the PS2. PS2. Um, okay, the next matchup is Eddie Murphy in the 1980s versus Arnold Schwarzenegger from the night from 1986 to 2011. Which is a really long time frame. Come with Arnold. It's maybe the longest time frame on this whole list, I think. Yeah. Um, so here's just some stuff I wrote down. And obviously you and I, you know, we, we've covered this with some of the other people on the bracket. We were not around in the 80s for the Eddie Murphy thing. So we don't really know what it was like to be there while he was just everywhere putting out right. comedy specials. Being he was movies, like the first, kind of like, I feel like the dark comedy. Well, like, he was just a mega, mega, yep. mega star. Um, so... Movie wise, you know, this is not counting like stand up specials and all that kind of stuff. Movie wise, here's what he was in 48 Hours, Trading Places, Beverly Hills Cop, Beverly Hills Cop 2, Coming to America, and Harlem Nights. All of those are like super popular 80s yep. movies. Beverly Hills Mega Cop popular. and um, Coming to America were really good. Yeah. And he was also a three time Emmy nominee for SNL because he was on SNL during that time frame. A lot of these comedic actors we have on the list were all on SNL. Um, I mean, that's a great run, but again, I wasn't around for the eighties. I don't understand it. And I haven't seen a lot of that stuff. Like I've heard of it or I've seen bits and pieces of some of those movies, but it's not like, Oh, I've seen Beverly Hills cop nine right. times. You know, like I, it's, it's like, like, I've seen it, but it's like, yeah, right. I don't really, it's not my much. thing. I'm, I'm watching super bad. You know or what I'm I mean? watching so, Terminator. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So Schwarzenegger, arguably the greatest action star of all time. From between the years of 1986 to 2011, which is a huge time frame. Huge. Listen to the movies he was in. The original Predator. The Running Man. Twins. Total Recall. Kindergarten Cop. Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Last Action Hero. True Lies. Jingle All the Way. Batman and Robin. Collateral Damage. Terminator 3. The Expendables. So, Kindergarten Cop and <laughs> Jingle All the Way are two of my all-time favorites. So great. Kindergarten Cop has some of the greatest lines in it from the, the kindergartners. Like, boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. <laughs> and the whole classroom just dies laughing. And he's just standing there, like, dumbfounded. Like, 
oh, what did I fucking get myself into? It's just Arnold, it's just the world's strongest man interacting with and kindergartners. Then fucking Jingle All the Way is one of my favorite Christmas yes. movies of Me all too. time. I made Taya watch it this last Christmas. I don't think there's it. a. I think I watch it almost every other year, but if I catch it on uh, the TV, it's one of those I'll leave on the TV. Yeah. Because Turbo Man it's is fantastic, just dude. fucking great. It's money. And you always wish your dad to be a superhero, and yeah. then it, you watch yeah. that, and you're like, his dad became a superhero. Yeah. And your dad's like, yeah, well, I can't turn into fucking Buzz Lightyear, can I? And you're like, well, I don't know. You could. His dad <laughs> turned into fucking Turbo Man. Your dad's sitting there like, yeah, well, he's also Mr. Olympia, so relax. And you you're Mr. Mo Milan, so <laughs> like, uh-uh. I mean, if I look at that list, Predator, Terminator Two, Terminator Three, Terminator Three, Collateral Damage, all of those movies get to the chopper. Some of the, my most favorite movies ever. Yeah. Pre- Predator and Terminator Two. Terminator Two is arguably the best sequel ever. Oh yeah. It's so fucking good. I, I can't even put it into words. So we're both on the same page yeah, as okay. far as Arnold goes. I'm right? going Arnold. All I'm right. going Arnold. Well, this brings us to our last matchup before we can jump in. The nice thing is this is a small bracket, so we're already going to be down right. to our final eight teams. Right. Um, <laughs> this is an interesting matchup, this last one. Tom Hanks in the 90s against Roll Tide from 2009 to present. Roll fucking Tide. Now, I will say the Alabama dynasty is insane. Is insane. They're arguably the greatest college football, you know, program ever. Yeah. Um dating back to ever. I mean, any any program that has more wins than them is going to be the Princeton's, the Yales when there were six schools competing the, in the 1800s. Yeah, the 1800s, yeah. Um the Alabama run, I mean, they were dominating teams. I mean, dominate like and then you would go watch the NFL draft, and it was like, from Alabama, from Alabama, from Alabama. And you're yeah. like, okay, out of the 22 starters that could be on that team, they're like, yeah, 19 went in the first 19 picks. And you're like, wait, it's what? It's insane. Say that again? It's they're insane. Like, yeah, their entire team is uh, first-round picks. And then they would just replace all those guys that got drafted with more future, with, like, first and second-round draft They're picks. like, we're going to replace Eddie Lacy. Um, I might get these years. No, no, that should be yeah, right. What we're was that replace- run they went on with running backs? Okay, so they had – I don't know the years, but they had Eddie Lacy, Trent Richardson, um, Derek Henry. Jesus. Uh, oh, shit. He, oh, why can't I think of his name? Um, we've, I know we've talked about this on another podcast before, too. Fuck. They're like Mark Ingram? The, Mark Ingram. Yeah. Running back you. Um, I mean, that's that's they, four insane, that's four like, insane talented r- running backs. And the crazy thing with them is, it's not like they're all like shifty, like hit the hole kind of guys. They're like, yeah. I'm gonna fucking hit the hole, and if you're in the hole, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go run through you over. You. Yeah, like Derrick Henry, six three, like two ninety, just straight muscle. <laughs> yeah. The dude, if if you see him in the open field, as you're a DB, you're kind of like, like even oh, if I hit hurt. him in the legs, I'm not gonna tackle. Him. Yeah, and it's gonna hurt. But you're like, I I'm gonna be a bitch if I don't try and make the tackle, so I'm just gonna go get run over. Or dude, his stiff arm. On um, oh, who the fuck was the the Bills cornerback? Oh, I know which one. When you're he about. absolutely just like picked him up by the helmet, like he was palming a basketball, and then just like threw him on the ground. Everyone's like, oh, he's a freak, dude. He's even a, even the Bills players freak. were like, mm, I'm gonna have to bring that up in film. So the one, the only thing I wrote down for Alabama football between 2009 and present day: nine appearances in the national title game, six championships. 
I mean, shit. If you're going to have a run in college football, that's about as good as you can possibly let's get. Just, let's put it this way. For those of you that know college football and know that I'm a Colorado fan, CU has the same amount of wins that Alabama has losses. <laughs> and if you know anything about CU... They haven't had a double – well, they've had one above 500 season in the last two decades. Or no, two, but one's COVID year. And then one year they went 10-3, and three, so that was a good year. But they've never been above 500 besides 2016 and 2020 for COVID. And then we lost the Alamo Bowl both times, getting absolutely destroyed. <laughs> Jesus, I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah, we, we haven't been relevant since like the early 2000s. Yikes. Like, and I, when I say relevant, I mean like going to a bowl game. Yeah. Where it's like half of wins. the NCAA yeah. does. Like this, I know this is a little off topic, but this is how bad CU was last year as a 1-11 team. They averaged losing by 28 points. Oh, my God. The second closest team to them was also 1-11. It was Northwestern. They averaged, their, their average loss was by 14. Double the next closest team was how bad CU was. That's all I'm going to say. Was, was they average losing by four touchdowns. So you're telling me the bar for Dion is not very high. So I'm telling you, everyone that's getting all butthurt about Dion literally kicking out the entire 1-11 roster and rebuilding needs to understand that they were 1-11 and arguably the worst team in college football history. Yeah, like historically bad. Like, like, like they will be written in history as far as how terrible they were. Like, our Thunder Ridge class could have built a team together right now and probably beaten them last year. <laughs> at our age and our physicality at the moment, we would have beaten them. <laughs> That's how terrible. Like, watching the games as a fan was just like, we got a chance. And it's like, well, they haven't kicked off yet. And I'm like, I know. Because as soon as the kickoff <laughs> happens, the chance goes away. But it was like, yeah, like historically, we'll have to do historically bad runs because CU will be the number one. Oh, that's seed. a that's actually a good idea. Like we'll have to find like yeah. historically bad runs, but yeah, they're on that list. So, anyways, back to this: Alabama, six national championships, nine appearances in fourteen years, or going into the fourteenth year, I guess. Yikes, bro! Fuck, four years not being in a national championship. What a fucking losers! Is that your pick? Fuck no. Okay. You got Tom Hanks coming in in the 90s. Yeah, I was going to say, I got the notes written down here, unless let's you want to go let's, through let's it. Let's make sure. Um, I'm going to just say the ones that we need to hear. Uh, okay. A League of Their Own. Great movie. For those of you that don't know, watch it. Uh, Forrest Gump, end of story. Apollo 13, end of fucking story. Toy Story, end of fucking story. <laughs> Saving Private... Okay, Saving Private Ryan is really the end of the story. Jesus. Uh, and Toy Story 2. And now, again, there's... Oh, and The Green Mile. I forgot that. Oh, and then if you want to say, you know, Castaway that came out in 2000, you know, yeah, that I was, was an say, okay movie. Oh, but then also <laughs> he was an executive producer on Band of Brothers, which was released in 2001. So it's almost like Tom Hanks is going to win. <laughs> so the only ones I think that I had that you didn't mention were Sleepless in Seattle, which is an incredibly popular like rom-com movie. Philadelphia, for which he gets an Oscar nomination. I've seen that. That's a really good movie. Um, you mentioned Apollo 13, Toy Story, Saving Private Ryan. You've Got Mail is in there. That's another sort of like Sleepless in Seattle type movie. Toy Story 2 and Green Mile. You in that, Forrest Gump. Well, you already mentioned it. I was just I trying to mention Gen the ones I. that you didn't have. 
Um, Forrest Gump is one of my top five favorite movies of all time. That, that goes without saying. Like, Forrest Gump is a like fucking thing. It's great. It's, it's one of the most quotable movies ever. During that time frame, so including those movies in the 90s, Tom Hanks nominated for three Oscars and wins two of them. So you're telling me over a decade that guy had that list of movies and got nominated for an Oscar three times. And I think he the, the two that he won might have been back-to-back, I think. Well, Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got I, no I think it was. I think it was Philadelphia and Forrest Gump back-to-back. Ice cream. Dude. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan, ice, ice cream. cream. My, my pick is Tom Hanks. I mean, it's hard to make the movie to sports comparison because, I mean, what Alabama football has done is since 2009 is insane. But, like, Tom Hanks is entertaining. What Alabama does gets annoying. As a sports well, fan that's not yeah. an Alabama fan, we're yeah. like, this is just, like, too much. Well, like, and also, like, go Georgia. And you're like, okay, now Georgia's getting too much. Like, yeah. <sighs> when I think of, like, in fact, when I listen to other movie podcasts talk about historic runs oh, and they want to cheat on us, they want to argue about, yeah, with a lot of podcasts. <laughs> um, I'm a podcast slut. Uh, when I listen to other movie podcasts talk about like the greatest runs in history for actors and like who some of the greatest actors of all time are, the Tom Hanks 90s run is like one of the first things that people go to yeah. to mention of like, Dude was in some of the most famous all-time movies for a decade straight and got three Oscar nominees and won two of them in one decade. That's like the greatest decade you could possibly fucking have for yeah. an actor. Like, and he wins back-to-back Oscars. That hardly ever happens. That hardly ever happens. Bro, it hardly ever happens that an actor or actress has that... I would say that great of like a five-year span of movies where they come out, where it's just yeah. like... yeah. Hit after hit after hit just because bangers, and it's not like you know they ever have they like they don't have bad movies, but it's just they're good movies or like they're good movies, and then yeah. the bad movies are like no 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 like have you seen Saving Private Ryan? And everyone's <laughs> right. like, what about this one? You're like, have you seen Apollo thirteen? Yeah, it's like watch them and then go watch his bad movie so you'll understand the leaps that were made to make these good movies. I mean, like out of that list. My personal favorites are Forrest Gump, Saving Private Ryan, Apollo 13, and probably both Toy Story movies, and then even The Green Mile. I think so the you only just like listed half the list. It's like half the list. I mean, I haven't actually seen Sleepless in Seattle or You've Got Mail, but they're like incredibly popular rom-coms right. of the 90s. I like League of Their Own just fine. I think it's a pretty solid movie. And I like Philadelphia just fine. It's him and Denzel, who are like two of the greatest right. actors ever in one movie. And he gets nominated for an Oscar, wins it. Um, but like for me, Forrest Gump's a top five movie of all time. One of the most rewatchable movies ever made. Saving Private Ryan is like maybe the greatest World War II movie ever. It is the greatest World War II and movie And then ever. Toy Story and Toy Story 2, two of the greatest animated movies and right. greatest Pixar movies ever. Well, then Apollo 13. He does all of that, plus the Green Mile, plus Apollo right. 13. It's and like you got to think Apollo insane. 13 is based on a true story. And also, and, and you don't realize that you're like, oh, this is like a great drama, yeah. but it's like space, and then they're like, no, no, this was a real space disaster. Yeah. And well, like, and nah. Apollo 13, one of the most watchable and famous summer blockbuster movies yeah. you could possibly like. When I think of like the stereotypical 90s like summer blockbuster, 
Two of the movies that come to mind immediately are like Apollo 13 and Armageddon. Those are like two right off the bat where I'm like summer blockbuster, big popcorn type. You know, you got a giant cast of super famous actors in a big budget, loud action movie that's just super entertaining. And he's in all those other movies that we just mentioned too. And also racks up Oscars. Like, Jesus. <laughs> Tom Hanks' it's, 90s run is insane. Dude. It was great. So, yeah, I think we're all on the same page with that one then. Yeah. Okay. So, let's do, what would this be, round of This would be eight? the final. The elite eight? Yeah, the Elite Eight. I think we just go right back the way we came. Yeah. So, like, I'm saying, like, we go Tom Hanks versus oh, okay. Arnold. I see. I, see. I got you. Ooh. And now we don't have to get as in-depth to it. Yeah, but we, we already can... listed all the stuff, but now let's just, okay, fuck. I'm I'm going as much as I love Kindergarten Cop and Jingle All the Way. I own Apollo 13. I own Forrest Gump. I own Saving Private Ryan. You know me with Band of Brothers. I know that's one year removed from our allotted time slot. But it's close. But it's close. Um, Castaway with Wilson is arguably one of my like favorite movies to like quote because it's just yeah. If they Wilson. Can- if they continued this just to the year 2000 and 2001 for Hanks' run, you get to throw Band of Brothers right. and Castaway so, in there. It's like, what the so fuck? So technically his run didn't end. They were just like, we can't They're just like, like, we're just capping it. Although yeah. they're like, hey, Arnold, we're going to go 40 years <laughs> for you, go for like but 25 we're years. just going to stop other people. Because, yeah, I mean, you could yeah. say, like, Sully was in Tom Hanks. Like, mm-hmm. the Pacific is one of, Tom, you know, another one of the Band of Brothers type. Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips. I mean, he's made some like, bangers recently, too. So I'm going with Tom Hanks over Arnold. Just based off the '90s movies alone, I mean, I've I probably watched Apollo 13 like three weeks ago. Not at, like not even kidding. Yeah, like I own it on Amazon. I know you're a big you're a big Apollo 13 shit. guy. So I'm going Tom over Arnold. He's in my final four. I think I'm gonna have to go with you. And the only reason I'm saying that is I'm looking at the list of movies, and if I had if like the, if the choice was like you only get to watch this list of movies from one of these guys between these years, which one are you going to pick? I like more of the Hanks movies in the 90s than I do the Schwarzenegger movies. And that's tough to say because, like, Predator is an all-timer for me. Terminator 2 is an all-timer for me. Jingle All the Way is one of my favorite Christmas movies ever. I like Terminator 3. But do they beat Forrest Gump and Saving Private Ryan? it, It doesn't. It doesn't. Right. I, I think I think Tom Hanks's highs are higher than the Schwarzenegger highs. Right. I think. So I'm going Hanks. All I'm right. going Hanks. So now moving on to okay. our other Elite Eight matchup. This was the only one we had different. Oh, we only right, had one right. different here. I had the PS2 against Jim Carrey. Um, oh man, this one's tough. I didn't think this far through. <laughs> I feel like I have to go with Jim Carrey over the PS2. Just because I don't play the PS2 anymore as much of right. it was on my childhood and got me you know through being an eight year old, I still watch Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and Dumber uh-huh. Two. I still watch Ace Ventura, The Mask. You know, I love The Mask. Those so movies when they're on, or if I see it on Netflix, or um, well, not HBO Max anymore. They changed it to Max and made a whole new fucking it's, app it's about Max it. Max now, yeah, um, on there or Hulu or whatever. I will watch it. Like, if I see it, I'm like, that's entertaining. It's only 90 minutes long mm-hmm. or 85 minutes long. I'm watching this shit, and I could watch those all day. So I'm going to take Jim Carrey over the PS2. Okay. So my matchup instead of the PS2 was Jonah Hill up against Jim Carrey. Um, and you know what? I'm, I'm going Jonah Hill 
with this one. Ooh. The only reason I'm saying that is because it's a little more recency bias, whereas Jim Carrey's hits and this run was during the 90s, and, and whereas I love a lot of those movies, I probably rewatch a lot more of the Jonah Hill movies than I do the Jim Carrey movies. I think the Jonah Hills pushed a little bit more just because of that, the newer... It's it's closer to our to what I grew up watching. And I mean, in terms of like movies that I rewatch quite often, Superbad, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Moneyball, 21 Jump Street, Django Wolf Unchained, The Wolf of Wall Street, This Is The End. I mean, shit. I rewatch those movies all the time, yeah. and and his performances. And, and, and you know, if you're looking for like a more serious movie that isn't necessarily a straight up comedy, you can watch Moneyball. You can watch Wolf of Wall Street. You can watch Django. If you want just straight up comedy, you can watch This Is the End, Twenty One Jump Street, uh, Get Him to the Greek, Knocked Up, Super Bad, Forgetting Sarah right. Marshall. Like you have the whole gambit of like Dude, I can go funny. I forgetting can go Sarah Marshall is so funny. His part in that movie is so fucking funny too. He just stands there and. <laughs> Bro, really? Just and he's just on uh, Alba. Is it Aldis Snow or Al Alba Snow? I think I think it's Aldis Snow. I think it's Aldis. Uh, he's just like on that guy's dick the entire yeah. time. He's on the island. and He's trying to give him his cassette tape or whatever. Oh my god, he's so fucking funny in that. Um, so I'm going Jonah Hill. Over so you Jim have Carey. Jonah Hill against Tom Hanks. Yeah, I have Jim Carrey and Tom Hanks. All right, all right. Yeah. So let's jump over to Adam Sandler versus Christopher Nolan. And is that that's who we both have? That, right? Yeah, we yeah. we both have everything the same besides uh, Jonah Hill. Uh, it's Nolan for me. Yep. Yeah, I don't even have to think about that one that hard. I, I think as we expand into this, like I'm going to add more to it, and I just think Christopher Nolan's like added resume beats that of Adam Sandler's, just because there are the Adam Sandler movies where it's like Jack and Jill. It's like that's so unwatchable. He's had some bad ones. And it's like, I know that doesn't outweigh the good ones and it shouldn't bring his stock down, but it's like, show me a Christopher Nolan movie in this 2006 to 14 or beyond period that you're like, I'm super disappointed in this. Yeah, none of them. Like, he, none of them. He doesn't you're, make you're a like, movie where you're like, I hated this. I'm not going to like the first time I watched Interstellar, of course, it finished at like three in the morning. I was up to like 630 in the morning. I was like Googling black holes and like, yeah, it trapped yeah. me. Yeah. Adam Sandler movies, I'm like. You I can't. I can't go watch pee on a then, fucking wall. I'm gonna get arrested. Yeah, yeah. but it's. I mean, you know. Great. Again, I, I think the argument is is earlier when I was talking about um, Arnold versus Hanks. I think the the highs for Nolan are higher than the Sandler highs during that year. Yep, I agree. And just the consistency. I mean, just to rattle off: Prestige, Dark Knight, Inception, Dark Knight Rises, and Interstellar in a row is fucking insane. Right. I mean, find me a bad movie in that list. Dark Knight. Sure. Okay, <laughs> right. so, so we're both going Nolan. So yep. Nolan's in the final Nolan. four there. Um, and then it's just it's Michael Jordan, and we had Will Ferrell, right? We both had MJ yep. and Will Ferrell. See, again, like you said, it's really hard to – like they needed to do sports runs and like yeah, movie and then, runs. Yeah. Because, again – It's hard it, to do the comparison. Jordan's the GOAT of the NBA. Like you can't argue it. I really don't think you can make an argument for that. And Will Ferrell, you can make an argument though that he is a go of comedy and God, like his that, that run right there with the most quotable movies and shit. Like, I love Jordan, but I think it's too hard. Like his impact on me personally, I I don't watch Jordan highlights. I don't watch, you know, the Bulls run. Like they made one. The, uh, there's multiple documentaries, but like the um, the Last Dance, the Last is, Dance, like, tremendous, it's, it's a tremendous documentary about it. But other than that, like. 
that doesn't trump all the shit that I can. I, I can't quote Michael Jordan and be like in a fun, happy space. But Will Ferrell, man, you you pull out any of those movies like well, and like how many of those do you rewatch on a pretty regular oh, basis? Almost all. Like the other yeah. night, I watched. Um, I know it's not in this time frame, but I rewatched the. Um, Fuck, it's like the political race with Zach Galifianakis. Um, the campaign. Campaign. I Thank fucking you. love that I movie. Fucking watch it's it again. so funny. The, dude, the best part is the dinner table. Is Zach the dinner table <laughs> scenes are so funny, dude. Oh, my God. I need to rewatch that one. That's a fucking great movie. So I, I got to go with Will Ferrell over MJ. I mean, I love MJ. He is the true GOAT. But I just, like, as far as everything that's we've talked about in this, Will Ferrell, like, it, I mean, he just trumps it. I think... I'm going to go Michael Jordan, actually. Everything you said, I totally understand, and I get where you're coming from. I think in order to add a little bit of like non-movie bias into my bracket, <laughs> I'm going to pick Michael Jordan to advance. So that would be a Final Four matchup yep. with him against Christopher Nolan. It's just too hard. I mean, you put three sports on here and, and 13 celebrities. That's, right. It's right. just not a fair matchup as far as like – the accolades go like it's just hard to compare you're comparing apples to oranges right. so it's I mean, hard to compare but i think i just think in terms of going on a run in whatever your respective career field is michael jordan in the 90s is remarkable oh yeah it's remarkable <laughs> so that that's my answer so my final four on that side of the bracket is going to be michael jordan versus christopher nolan and i've got will ferrell versus christopher nolan Ooh. So uh, okay, on the, I'll I'll just list my final four. So on that side, Michael Jordan, Christopher Nolan, and then it's Tom Hanks and Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, and I got Will Ferrell, Christopher Nolan, Tom Hanks, and Jim Carrey. Okay, so we're pretty similar, but also a little bit of parody in there. So I'm, I'll I'll do the Christopher Nolan versus Michael Jordan matchup first. Um, I'm gonna go Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Yeah, I can't have movies in my racket. Uh, well, I had him. I had him going to the final four, but dude, Christopher Nolan is my fucking guy. And the amount of times I rewatch those movies, and like the level of anticipation with which I approach every new movie of his, I there's way more of a connection in my life to Christopher Nolan than there is to Michael Jordan. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I'd go. Christopher it was kind of your argument about the Will Ferrell thing. I go Christopher Nolan over Will Ferrell just because. Okay. Movies I own again. I mean, yeah, the ones yeah. I rewatch and will consistently rewatch. Like, I mean, yeah, Will Ferrell has a lot of those movies that are just so rewatchable. Like, you can finish it and be like, I can watch this again right now. Like, it's great. But Christopher Nolan and like the experience of just seeing Dunkirk. I know again, oh I'm, I'm stepping out of the bounds of our like parameters, but, but still, seeing, seeing Dunkirk in IMAX was. It was, like, mind-boggling, honestly, with, like, how ridiculous everything was. And it wasn't, like, people are like, well, it's just too loud. It's over the top. I'm, no, 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 no. It's perfect. This yeah. literally made me feel like I was on, like, boots on the ground in Dunkirk during yeah. this shit. Like, it was ridiculous. And we're going to go see Oppenheimer probably in IMAX. Yeah. So it's yeah. going to be another one. I'm so one fucking excited. Oh, my gonna, God. Dude, just the previews when they were like, what happens when you push this button? He goes... We could end the world. And I'm like, yeah. fuck, dude. Imagine having that decision and some dude's just like, Deep! you're like, he goes, <sighs> he's like, there's a near zero probability that we end the world. And Matt Damon's character is like, well, I was kind of hoping for a little more than that. He's like, well, what were you hoping for? He's like, how about zero? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I got to go Christopher Nolan. Um, okay. 
And I, I did the same thing. I just enjoy the movies too much. So he's in the finals for both of us from that left side. And then I'm going to take Tom Hanks over Jim Carrey. Okay, and I had Tom Hanks versus Jonah Hill. Oh, man. So this will really show, like, which do I lean more towards? The more recency bias, the more, like, contemporary person to my age? Or do I go with, like, the all-time guy? Whatever you feel like, man. I go to the movies again that I so, own. Well, <laughs> fuck. So you know what's you know what's tough for me is, like, Granted, Jonah Hill's only barely in Django Unchained, but Django Unchained and The Wolf of Wall Street are like some of my all-time favorite movies. So that's really making me take a second look there. And Moneyball is great. And also he's in Superbad and Forgetting Sarah Marshall and 21 Jump Street and The Watch. Have you seen The Watch, by the way, with him the, and Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller? The Neighborhood Watch one? Yeah, yeah. It's so fucking funny, dude. Um, but then you got Hanks. On the other hand, oh, with 13, all the stuff that we Forrest just Forrest Gump and Forrest Gump's an all timer, Saving for me. Private Ryan, all timer, literally the greatest war movie ever made. I'll die on that hill. <laughs> I'll go. Out That's on a that good hill. hill to try and die on. Um, you know what? I'm going Hanks. Yep, I'm going Hanks. I would say it's not as tough as you think it is when you start to really think about it. Yeah, I think that's the right decision, yeah. and I think. I think I think acting powers and acting talent. Hanks is probably a better actor than Jonah Hill, and he's also had more great movies under his belt than Jonah Hill. Granted, he's had a longer career so far, but it's Hanks. I think the answer is Hanks. Yeah, I so will say one of my favorite Jonah Hill moments though is in um, uh, War Dogs when he goes to buy weed. I love and that. that guy goes here. Give me the money. I'll you know I'll hit you what you want. He's like, all right, you know I'll take three ounces or whatever. Gives him the money, and then he goes, "You got the weed." And he's like, "Man," you know, ignores him. He's like, "All right." He's like, oh, Go, okay. Goes and walks like he pulls out like an M five out yeah. of his car and, and just starts just shooting just, it in the air. <laughs> he goes, "Where'd you go? Where are you guys going? Where's everybody I going? We we're gonna hang out." And I'm like, "Dude, that is fucking amazing." I love that his. Taya hates it when I do it, but his laugh in that movie, his character's laugh was like, "Ah!" <laughs> <laughs> he just does this ridiculous fucking laugh. <laughs> Oh my god, that movie's funny. I like that. Dude, movie. I like that movie. Um, so now okay. we we both have Christopher Nolan against Tom Hanks. Do we really end up with the same exact matchup? Okay, yeah. well let's debate this out. Well, we got to see if we have different winners. Dun, dun, dun. Oh man, I see. I can't even go like, oh, I own this one because I own arguably the same amount of movies from both of these guys. Well, let's see. Okay, if we're going to do it based on that, let's see. I own The Dark Knight, Inception, The Dark Knight Rises, and Interstellar. So basically four out of the five movies for Christopher Nolan. And I own Forrest Gump. Apollo um, 13. Toy Story. Saving Private Ryan. Actually, that's the Toy only Story one 2. I actually own The Green Mile, Tom Hanks. Castaway. I don't know how I don't own Saving Private Ryan. That seems like a mistake. I own... Um, and I don't have to the Toy Story movies either. I have Band of Brothers. I have that downloaded on my phone, so when I travel, I always have da- Band of Brothers. To <laughs> We're watch. aware of the Band of Brothers. Um, I have Saving Private Ryan. I have Apollo thirteen. I have Forrest Gump. Technically, I have the Toy Story movies. They're just in VHS, mm. and I don't have a VHS player anymore, so I have to use Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. I have Castaway. Yeah, I'm gonna. <sighs> I'm going to have to go so with Tom are you going Hanks? Hanks? I think I'm going to have to. 
I, the only issue is like the both of these guys like the the matchups and runs they have. I think they're like it would be like a tie for me. It's that national championship game. You're like going to like five overtimes and yeah. whoever makes the buzzer beater. I'm like, happy with. Yeah. I'm happy with. Like, I'll flip a coin and whoever yeah. wins, I'm like I'm 100 percent okay with the outcome. But I think I'm gonna have to lean more towards Tom Hanks. I think I'm going Nolan. <laughs> It's so I feel ridiculous picking it because it's like I talk about Christopher Nolan ad nauseum, but it I mean it legitimately is like I I say because I, I always try and do like top fives of stuff. But if it's, Forrest Gump's in your top three of all time movies, Forrest Gump is in my top five, but so is Inception. So that so cancels is out Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, it's not in my top five, but it's the greatest war movie ever. It is. Pretty much the greatest war movie ever. And then you had Band of Brothers on top of it. You just oh, take you got the one two. The Dark Knight is the greatest superhero movie ever. Batman's not a superhero. He's just a billionaire playboy. He's a superhero. He's though. a billionaire. And then Interstellar is. <clears throat> Interstellar is the greatest space fucking movie amazing ever. It's but then you throw Apollo thirteen against Interstellar, and you're like, man. Okay. One's based on fantasy. And that's one's based a question. On true story. Here's a question for you. Gun to your head. Apollo thirteen or Interstellar? Like I can only watch one the rest of yeah, my life. Yeah, that's it. You can only watch one. Mm. I mean, Apollo 13 is going to be, like, I can enjoy. Like, it happened in the 60s or 70s, and it's not going to happen to me. Interstellar's, like, uh, machines took over the world, more or less. Like The crops are all dying. The crops are all dying. Earth's dying. We have to go and find And we got to make home. a spaceship to transport everyone, or at least the rich people, from here to wherever we're going. Um but then again, Dr. Brandt did get that one guy killed because she had to go find a wreckage and get his data from a fucking flooded planet with <laughs> 10 million foot tall waves. They also then costed that guy 21 years by himself mm-hmm. in a spaceship, literally floating miles above the fucking planet. Talk about having to isolate for COVID. Imagine having to isolate for 20 plus years. Whereas Apollo 13 brought a nation together to hope and bring astronauts back home safely and avoid the worst space disaster in NASA history at the time. Ooh. What are you going to choose? I think I've seen Apollo 13 more than Interstellar, surprisingly. Is that the one that moving forward you would be okay with being stuck with only being able to watch that one? Out of those two... Probably, if you throw in like Saving Private, like if you had to, if you told me though Dunkirk or Saving Private Ryan, I think that'd be a harder argument. Although both uh. of them are, are Dunkirk technically falls outside of the realm that we're talking about. I would say Apollo thirteen would be Interstellar just a little bit, because again, going back, Interstellar left me like wanting more, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I'm gonna get that. So it's kind of like doesn't close the loose ends I want it to close, whereas Apollo 13 is like, this is what happened. So. I just, I, I keep looking at Toy Story 2, and I just thinking, keep see, thinking of Hanks going, you are a toy. <laughs> <laughs> see, what's going to happen, though, is you're going to go home, and you're going to end up watching a Tom Hanks movie, and you're going to be like, fuck, I made the wrong choice. <laughs> That's probably I should have picked Tom to Hanks. I'm going to watch God Interstellar, damn. and I'm going to go, fuck, man, I should have picked Christopher Nolan. And then we're both going to come back and beg. So, by the way, we switched we're, our we're, minds. We're going to redo. Flip-flop. 
I think I'm going with Nolan. Uh, I'm going to stick with Tom Hanks okay, just because so, I think I, I watch yeah. those movies more than... Nolan's my champion and Hanks is your champion. But we, we both had them in the finals. Right. So we're both of a similar mind with this bracket. This was a fun one. I, I like this. I would have that's, liked that's this why to not I, have Jordan, Bo Jackson, and right. Alabama in there. Yeah. Make like just a sports one and then a movie one just because yeah. the runs. Like it's it's hard to compare. It, like I said, it's, it's apples to oranges because it's like, you know, you compare... Megan Fox, Will Ferrell, Adam Sandler, Steven Spielberg, Christopher Nolan, Jim Carrey, Mike Myers, Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Tom Hanks. They're all doing the same thing for the most part. Right. Then the outliers are like Alabama football, the PlayStation 2, uh, Britney Spears, right. Bo Jackson, Michael Jordan. Like Those are just like random. You're like, how do I compare a movie star's career to a so, pop star? So you what know? we should do then, we should start or like make our own, and we should do... Michael Jordan, because we I think we agree he's the greatest basketball player ever. Tom Brady, because he's the greatest quarterback ever. You can't say he's the greatest football player ever, because you put him one on one against Bo Jackson. I think we know who wins that a thousand out of a thousand times. <laughs> well, I say we just do a sports greatest runs. Right, but I'm saying we could just do the goats. So you do Michael mm. Jordan. We pick our Tom Brady as a goat or whatever, and you say who had the best career. You mm. do like Wayne Gretzky. And then you throw in um, whoever is good in baseball. No Are we throwing can. in more names with that, or just we can? We can for sure. Like do we, a few from each sport because yeah. you could throw Tim Duncan, you could throw Kobe Bryant. If you, you if you do, we, or we, could, we could just do like basketball ones against basketball, yeah. and we pick the greatest basketball. And then you do hockey yeah. against hockey, and then you do like yeah, you know. So each one would get their own little separate bracket, and then uh. we go. These are our four goats for the four major sports in the U.S. There's a lot we could do with this bracket idea. I like that. So I think I think that'd be a lot. Uh, it'd be fun because then I mean then you go well. It's basketball against hockey, and it's like right. But it's so still now sports, it's your though. choice. Well, yeah, and it, but it's still sports. So it's at least it's not right. like who, who had the better run, Wayne Gretzky or Britney Spears. It's like right, that's a like, weird well, comparison. Wayne, like, Wayne Gretzky, did? Yeah. he's faster. <laughs> yeah, and they're like yeah. that's not what you were saying. It's like, <laughs> he's oh, faster, I think. Um, he's better on I skates. Know. I know that much. But I think that'd be a fun idea. All right, so to, to wrap up, I had Christopher Nolan as my champion. And I had Matt, Tom Hanks. Had and Tom I'm going to probably have to watch a movie tonight, and it's already 10 o'clock. So I, I am, <sighs> all of those I'll just movies, say though, this. are really long. Your pick for champion is not like a weird pick that I'm like, what the fuck? Why'd you pick that? Tom Hanks is like one of the all-time Why'd you pick goats. the PS2? It's like, dude, I'm, I'm literally playing right now. You <laughs> You're don't like, see me playing? because I'm playing, I'm playing Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal right now. <laughs> I'm like, you don't see this? <laughs> this was fun. I, this is a good one. As soon as I saw the bracket that Barcelona posted, I'm like, this is a podcast for just, sure. Just We're wait till we get our podcast like super big and we can start just posting on our Instagram all these big bracket and ideas. And then everyone else debates and it. And then everyone yeah. else debates it, and then we can talk about the debate. Yeah, 100%. So if you're listening, please share so we can yes. get huge, make this our job, give you a podcast like every day or every other day. Also, if you hear this, Please send us an email or post on the Facebook page or the Podbean page. Let us know what your pick is because I'm curious yeah. to see what people pick outside of our opinions for who had the best run. If anyone writes in Megan Fox out of this bracket, I have lots of questions. Or PS2. 
Yeah. Well, or Bo I, Jackson. I would understand PS2 over Megan Fox. The, the, that one, she, out of all of the people on the bracket, seems the most out of place to me. You just know whoever made this probably grew up around the same time we did and goes, man, Megan Fox in Transformers. Was yeah, like, she's probably like, yeah, she's hot as shit. Let's just put her on there. But I don't, I don't know. Like, the, like everyone else, you can make the argument of like, yeah, that's an insane run for a career. And then hers is like, I mean, she had two good movies. That's why they put it against Michael Jordan. They're like, no, <laughs> she's not. It's a 16 versus one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This is yes. officially episode 101 of the Just Browsing yep. podcast. This so is start of the – and we're almost to our start of our fourth year. Doing yeah, because I think on August 1st will be three full years, yep. right? And then after and that, so we're starting year four. Year. Fucking wild, dude. That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, this has been fun. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. If you haven't um, had a chance to check it out, it is a long episode, but check out our 100th episode. It's celebratory fun. It's a fun one. episode. Um, I will add, too, um, if you've been listening to the last few episodes and you've noticed like some weird audio glitch <laughs> stuff. We're we've been to figure it out. We've been dealing with some technical issues. We hopefully have got it figured out. We're kind of going back to a different process for how we used to record these, so... Hopefully it resolves the issue. I will say for the episode 100, I listened to the whole thing just to kind of hear for that or listen for that. The first 30 minutes or so, there's a few issues with the audio. And then after that, it's pretty much smooth sailing. And we did like a four and a half hour podcast. Yeah, so, so just skip 30 minutes. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> just get 30 minutes in. By that time, we were drinking. We're talking shit. We're watching the Nuggets. The nuggets it was a in. fun time. Um, so, yeah, so check that out. Um, other than that, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate yeah. the support. And, um, yeah, we'll be back within the next couple of weeks for another episode. So yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Until next time. See ya.